Surface leaks, good news for Xbox, and a fun fact about Windows that's not so fun. Happy Friday, friends. Happy Friday. Hopefully you had a wonderful week, but if I'm not going to kick this podcast off with a lie. It's technically late Thursday evening here where I'm recording. I got a commitment Friday morning and I uh, just wanted to, you know, I wanted to record this. That's what I enjoy doing on Fridays. And so here we are Thursday night, but Friday morning to you. And a lot of news this week, even though Apple held their event on Tuesday and they kind of sucked up a lot of, a lot of news cycles, uh, there was still plenty to talk about in the world of Microsoft and beyond. You've got some big Xbox stuff going on. You've got a bunch of surface leaks so let's just dive into the tech news my friends because microsoft kicked it off this week by announcing a joint venture with oracle so oracle database azure services is what they announced and it's exactly what it sounds like you'll now be able to run oracle database on azure right that's that's kind of a big deal that is a very big deal for microsoft for oracle uh no talks of like any sort of financial transaction about what was going on like if somebody's making money from this but either way it makes obviously makes azure more flexible and it gives Oracle customers just another option. So it feels very mutually beneficial at the end of the day. So things that are not going well for Microsoft are the EU. So you might remember that Microsoft was, you know, saying like, hey, we'll unbundle teams from Office 365 and then life should be good. Like now people can do this. And the EU pretty much came back, according to Bloomberg, and said, no, that's not really good enough. And so we don't really know where this is going to head, because if you think about it, Microsoft is kind of in a win-win situation. Think about it here. So if the EU comes back and says, look, you unbundled teams and now it's too expensive. You got to lower your price. Well, that just makes it harder for literally every other company to compete because now you're competing against a trillion dollar company who has a lower price because the government told them to do that. Now they could come back and say, you know what? That's too cheap. You need to raise the price so it's better for Slack. And Microsoft will be like, oh darn, everybody, you now have to pay us more money. So Microsoft is going to make more money because the government told them to. The EU did, I shouldn't say, that's going to say the government, whatever you want to classify them. So in that regard, Microsoft will be like, I'm sorry, guys, you're going to pay more money for the same service. That's what we got to do. So sorry. Thanks for all the extra revenue. We don't really know what this is going to come down to. It's more than likely going to be more things, potentially more options, potentially saying like, hey, tools like Slack need deeper native API integration. We will find out. But it looks like Microsoft is not able to get out of the limelight of the EU. So we'll see. Now, next week, Microsoft is going to be hosting their, we, we think of it as a Surface event, but what is called a Microsoft Windows AI event, whatever we want to call it in September. It's happening uh, next week. And so there's a lot of things that are going to be happening. So officially, not leaks, uh, Microsoft today or, or on Thursday, I should say, announced the new snipping tool update and some updates to photo apps. So now the snipping tool, you can now snip something and then you can extract the text, a little OCR recognition. And the photos app can now uh, do animated photos. Like think of them as live photos on, uh, was it live photos on Windows Phone? But they're those types of photos. It works for Android and Samsung phones, uh, but does not work for iPhones. We'll see if they ever do come to that. But either way, just some more stuff. There's also the background removal tool and the paint. I suspect we might see this stuff on stage at Microsoft's event, right, as part of their sort of AIing of Windows. So just little things like that. Now, on the Surface side, the leaks were much more serious. WinFuture.de uh, found basically store listing pages for a lot of Microsoft stuff on the hardware side, and it pretty much spoils it. So if you don't want to know what Microsoft is going to announce on the Surface side, maybe tune out. 
Maybe there's extra things we don't know about. Either way, so Surface Laptop Studio 2, that was expected. They're going to be running Laptor, Laptor, Raptor Lake CPUs. These are the H series. Also, RTX 40 series GPUs. It looks like up to a 4060. You can also get up to 64 gigs of RAM and two terabytes of storage. It'll be starting around 2400 bucks and going way north from there. Uh, just do not expect a 4060 in a... $2,400 Surface Laptop Studio. Just keep that in mind. We're also expecting to see a Surface Laptop Go 3. That is a laptop, a spec bump to a Core i5, the 12th generation. Although they're reporting that the price may jump significantly to close to $1,000 entry price. I'm just going to take that with a little bit of pinch of salt, if you will. We'll wait and see what pricing Microsoft comes out with uh, next week, so we don't have to wait too long. But it looks like they're going to jack up the specs a bit and then raise that price even more at the end of the day. Also, the Surface Go 4 seemed to be missing, and according to Windows Central, and this is something I had been hearing too, is that it might only be commercially available. So this is the Surface Go. This is, a, I think, a 2. And so... These things might only be commercial products at the end of the day. And uh, I mean, basically at the end of the, if that happens, if the Surface Go 4 is commercial only and the Surface Laptop Go 3 goes up to like a thousand bucks, like RIP entry-level Surface hardware at the end of the day, right? Because what's going to be the entry-level pricing? Certainly not this, certainly not a Go, because uh, you can't, won't be able to technically buy one. Maybe like a last-gen Surface Pro, but we're not even seeing a new Surface Pro with this. So Microsoft might be really just laser-focusing in on the products that have margins that make money for them and kind of stepping away from the things that they don't. So... Uh, we will find out. We don't have to wait too long. It's obviously next week we'll get all the details and all the other fun stuff that Microsoft is working on. So we will keep that in mind. Now, the fun fact, actually, this comes from my buddy Paul Thrott, which uh, is not so fun. This is kind of scary, actually. If you have a Windows PC and you hit and you hold, I should say, Control, Shift, Alt, Windows key, and L. It is a mouthful. It's a lot of keys. It's nothing you would accidentally hit. No matter what you do, it will launch LinkedIn. That, that is like a hard-coded way hotkey to launch linkedin i'm curious if microsoft uses this in some sort of backwards way where they have like a linkedin icon and you click it and rather than like launching it some smart way it just uses that hotkey but there's your fun fact of the day linkedin is hard-coded into a hotkey good luck everybody i don't know maybe we will see more with what's happening on linkedin now on to the gaming news, because there's a lot. We got Starfield, we got Unity, we got a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, Xbox Game Pass Core is now officially available. You can go buy it. Actually, if you have Xbox Live Gold, I believe you're rolled into Core, I think is actually how it's working. So you're probably already using it. The primary difference, the TLDR, is Core is the same price, but Games with Gold, I believe, is completely gone. And now you get access to up to or 25 games is what Microsoft initially announced. But now they're saying the initial release is 36 games. It's a 36-game list. Starfield's not included. But there are some Halo titles. There's some other big names in there. And Microsoft says they will update that list two to three times a year. It's not going to be as dynamic as Game Pass. The full catalog, which gets updated, what is that, I think, monthly or something like that. Sometimes it's even twice monthly, isn't it? So uh, just keep that in mind. Core is now available, $9.99. To me, that makes sense. There's also console, which is $10.99, but there's no online play. So core to me makes the most sense for most people. Actually, most people should get ultimate, which is $16.99 to get the whole catalog and online play. So uh, there's a video that I did. It kind of helps you digest which one to get, but TLDR, get either core or ultimate. I would skip console for now. Now on the acquisition side, the FTC is still knocking at the door, trying to get something through. It 
they're not having much luck, right? Obviously, Microsoft won the primary case. Their rebuttals and, and their escalations haven't really resulted in much, but it's still ongoing. The FTC is still poking around. Microsoft got nine amicus briefs uh, filed on support of their acquisition Blizzard deal from like the Chamber of Commerce, CWA Union, the AFL-CIO, a bunch of indie devs like I Am 8-Bit, Strange Scaffold, Studio Wildcard, and a bunch more, basically saying like, look, we need Game Pass because it makes indie games possible. So this is the FTC not what's happening in the UK. Keep that in mind. This is only in the US. So as of right now, things are continuing to go in the direction that Microsoft needs them to. And that's that. Also, the probably the biggest game news of the week is actually Unity. Now, Unity is a game engine that people can use to build games. It's pretty popular. It's been around for a long time. They've done some dumb stuff and it was like really dumb stuff where they've come out and said, look, we're going to retroactively change our terms of service with everybody. And anytime a game gets installed, we are going to charge a fee for that install. And like the internet, rightfully so, went berserk. First off, you have developers who have used Unity and no longer actively do who are selling games and all of a sudden their agreements are changing like retroactively. That doesn't feel right. Then you have all these developing these studios who are building games currently who agreed to a terms of service and built business models around how Unity was working. And all of a sudden now they're going to have to be paying more. So that's not quite right. It's not like a people who sign up from this date and start building forward have this new model and the worst part was the messaging was like really unclear like really unclear because things happen like let's just take an example piracy so your game gets leaked and suddenly a million people install it illegally right do you owe royalties for that like do you owe that well it wasn't really clear what about charity bundles humble bundles Stardock just did one uh my team just did one how to humble how does that work and they eventually kind of like started like realizing like oh god maybe we kind of screwed up but the perfect one the perfect one that they royally screwed up their messaging on and this was confirmed to axios what about games and game pass because that is a, a model microsoft was built around like installs right you get a bunch of installs and according to unity they are saying that xbox the publisher should be paying that fee every time something is installed I can assure you, Microsoft lawyers are not going to be paying that. And they are going to fight that tooth and nail that they tried to retroactively change a contract, which is not a great smart thing to try to do, so much so that they even pulled the terms of service from GitHub so you can no longer track the changes, which is a ridiculous thing. You're not doing that because things are going well. Let's just be honest. So uh, Unity is a bit of a, a PR dumpster fire fully created by themselves there you should look up their ceo i'm not saying do anything negative to him but he was the former ea ceo back when fifa was doing some loot box shenanigans and so there's some there's some history here of like really trying to like turn the wrench on people using your stuff because if you think about it from their perspective like look we have all these developers they're locked in maybe unity's having a really tough time right now and and i empathize if they're having a tough business model right now and they're trying to figure out how to get additional revenue. There's right ways and wrong ways to do that. Going, looking at the market and saying, look, these guys just can't swap engines. That's really hard. Let's screw them over. And so they have to pay us more money. Like it's a really, like it is the most short-sighted type of a decision that you can make uh, while running a company. So there you go. There you go. So uh, on to the questions of the week. There are several questions in, even though I'm doing this way earlier than usual, but I appreciate every single one. Always my favorite part. Kicking it off is Matt O'Bear. He says, I can't believe I'm asking this after 18 long months of hearing about it, but what is going on with the ABK deal? What's keeping Microsoft and Xbox from closing and moving forward? The singular thing keeping them from closing is the UK, the CMA. 
we expected to get this wrapped up in October would be the logical thing that we expect right now based on everything we know. And that's really about it. The CMA is doing their fumbling around. I don't think the FTC is the hold up at this point anymore. It's really just the CMA has to come out and officially rubber stamp the approval, which is expected. And so that is the thing. It's been a crazy cycle, an absolutely crazy cycle. Rafiq says, after the success of the Nintendo Switch and the availability of AAA games on iPhones, do you think the next Xbox will be mobile? I don't, I get asked this a lot. I, I really don't think Microsoft is going to build a handheld. I don't, like the, uh, the, Ace, the Rogue Ally, the Steam Deck, those are fantastic products. And Lenovo has one coming. Uh, there, I wouldn't be surprised if Razer does one, right? They've been playing around in that neighborhood for a while. Like to me, those are better, better experiences, better companies to be doing this rather than Microsoft because Microsoft doesn't love to build hardware. They build it because they need to, especially on the Xbox side. I do not interpret this that Microsoft is not going to con continue to build Xbox hardware, but I don't think the mobile makes sense. They want to win where the gamers mostly are. If they build a handheld, just think of this. If they build a handheld, they're going to sell a few million, hopefully. Uh, if they can perfect the experience on an iPhone, they already have access to billions of users at the end of the day. It's a much easier model. Someone's going to write in and say, why don't they do both? They could, but it just seems like the reward for being able to do it well, and this a lot of this hinges on what's going on with iOS and Android right now. Remember, these third-party mobile stores are still floating out there, and that's where Microsoft thinks and hopes it can win. And so I think that is going to be their mobile initiative rather than trying to build a Switch competitor. Because let's be honest, one of the reasons Nintendo does exceptionally well is that is their primary console. If Microsoft didn't have a Series X and S, and they're like, we should build some hardware, yeah, a mobile device might make sense, but that's not the arena that Microsoft is in right now tate money says what are your thoughts about the unity debacle going on you can roll back the podcast just a little bit to kind of dig into that but it's one of those things this is something that could be what uh like a career ending move like if unity truly goes off the deep end because of the messaging and things of how they went to market with this change like it could be that they could clean out the c-suite because of this like this is potential to do irreparable harm to it because let's be honest like if the same group of management comes out next week and says you know what guys you're right we're gonna roll all this back we all know that they're still thinking like how can we do this how can we get away with this what's the smarter way and then it'll come back in some capacity and again they're going to be impacted long term and so mr pki it says we know you are not attending the secret surface event. i want to call it secret anymore it's public service event next week what do you expect will be the surprise that nobody is expecting from panos I'll tell you what I hope we we hope to see, right? The hardware looks like it's out there right now. I hope the surprise that I would love is that Microsoft comes out and says like Windows 12, it's coming. That would be great. That would be an awesome surprise. Get the hype up and be like, look, Windows 12 is coming. Here's our vision. Here's how it's going to happen. We're going to go. It's going to take us a year to bring it to market, but you can download it starting January or something like that, right? That's what I would love. That would be the secret surprise that I think would generate a ton of noise for this event. I don't know if they're going to do that. I'm going to be watching very carefully to see how they position AI, right, throughout their OS, right? We've seen Snipping Tool. We've seen Paint. Does Microsoft have something else coming down the line? We still really haven't heard the narrative of how they're going to do it on the consumer side. Yes, there's Copilot. Is there going to be uh, like a consumer pilot or, or what are we going to see? Those are the things that I'm going to be paying really close attention to and really keep your eye on what version of Windows they are running on stage. Remember, Microsoft has a history of showing off builds that have not been released publicly. And so those who watch closely tend to find little surprises. So 
there you go. There you go, my friends. It has been a week. It's been a, been an interesting week. A lot going on. Tech-tember is steamrolling downhill. We've had an Apple event. We'll have Microsoft. We'll have a Google event. We will see what else is coming down the pipeline. Keeping an eye and an ear open for how Microsoft and Xbox are going to position themselves in the holiday shopping season. So as always, my friends, make sure to keep it subscribed to this podcast because the only BS here is me.